Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode of the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your host, along with my co-hosts, Ann Sari and Conchetta Antonelli. We share our own personal experiences, tips, and strategies, along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guest interviews. We're here to inspire and empower your conscious evolution, help you tap into your inner wisdom and rise to your heart-centered higher self. Together, we can rise to a higher level of consciousness, an elevated state of being, and experience more love, joy, and freedom. the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your host for today's episode. I'm so delighted to introduce my guest on the show today. Her name is Sarah Troy. Sarah is the host of the popular Orchard of Wisdom podcast shows. And I must say, Sarah knows very well that discovering communities through self-discovery is sharing the knowledgeable wisdom given to us by those who have gone through the process of life and who now share their wise knowledge with Sarah on her self-discovery Orchard of Wisdom podcast shows. With an accumulated 2,500 shows and expansion in place with mentors, memberships, podcast books, and educational platforms, Sarah loves the inspiration that begets invitation in embracing our meaningful purpose into awesomeness. And I just love that phrase, embracing our meaningful purpose into awesomeness. Sarah, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you, my darling. Thank you so much for being uh, for allowing me to come on your show. And, and uh, I'm, I'm about to say for being on mine because you were on mine just a little while ago. Yes. <laughs> Got to take off the host hat. <laughs> exactly. And I'm so thrilled to have you here because it was just an honor being on one of your shows recently, and I so enjoyed it. And I just love what you are doing and what you're all about. And I would just love for you to give us a bit of a backdrop of how you got to where you are today. And then let's just find a jumping in point for you to share any experiences you have in your life journey that can help others. Mm-hmm. Redirection. You know, we get them all the time. And I had invested literally my life savings, my time, my everything for a number of years in a project that would have been extremely beneficial to mankind. It was a a very new electric type of motor, very out of my field. But I believed very much in the person who had invented it, why we should do it, even though I didn't understand the makings of the technology. And 2008 came along and there was a crash and then we had people who stole it and, you know, just the the whole drama that went along with that. And I was at a crossroads, not knowing where to go, feeling very lost because I need to be in purpose for me to see reason, you know, to live. Mm. And I had uh, written something called depression and somebody picked it up and looked at my site and said, I think you should be on my media network. And so I joined her media network of live shows for 13 months, which is a wonderful training ground. I call it the soap opera training because you have 
you know, you've got to deal with things in the now. Mm -hmm. There isn't much preparation. It was very good training, but then I knew I wanted to branch out on my own. So seven years ago this month, June, I started my own network. Wasn't quite sure what I was doing. So of course it was literally feeling the way and podcasting wasn't so big at that point. So it was, you know, still a navigation, Mm -hmm. but just discovering how many awesome people are out there that had embraced their own redirects to their own meaningful purpose. You know, the strength, the courage, the the skills and the tools they had learned because they were willing to go through the process. And I just realized their stories had to be told. And for me, I had found my platform. Well, I think that you've absolutely done a fabulous job. And obviously, it's you. uh, it's your baby. And you've been working this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> so I, I would imagine there's got to be lots of experiences along the way, even in these last seven years, that you would be able to share with others as to some of the challenges that you may have dealt with and how how you overcame them. I think the last seven years or eight years of, po- of podcasting I've been doing with seven on my own is um, it's been the most incredible therapy for me. I have met people, I've learned so many things that I've applied to my own life. And now in turn, I can help other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's wonderful to see, you know, we're talking right now the COVID turn, you know, turning the curve and but what we're looking at in life right now is we're turning a curve away from what became normal because that normal was destructive into a new norm coming from a heart center and every show we've ever done um, that I've ever done I've done 2,500 of my accumulated guests it is always about where is the heart in it why are you doing it I'm doing it because my heart compels me to do it Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether it's business or whether they're an author, whether they're in health, investing in children. It really doesn't matter the topic. It's where does it come from? What is their why? And that why is something like myself. I discovered my why. I discovered my heart. And when you discover your heart and you pour your heart out into something you believe in, you can't help but it grow and become beneficial to everyone else around you. So for me, most certainly, you know, this is, it's been hard struggle because initially podcasting, nobody paid for anything. Mm. Everybody expected it to be free. I'm now a paid service because I've been around the blog for a while, but it was still hard. Podcasting was something that was still new to a lot of people. And then, of course, there's the technical curve of learning how to edit things and put things together and technical challenges when you don't understand the lingo. And you, you have to pour yourself into it and learn. But it's also helped me discover how much ability I have that I was selling myself short on because I didn't think I could do it, but yet I have learned to do it. Mm. So what uh, in particular way were you selling yourself short? I think it initially is like who would pay? To, to come on with me, you know, you know, was, uh, I was still mm. dealing, dealing in the beginning with worthiness. And that, of course, it goes a lot to the background, you know, where I was coming from, because being brought up with the dollar is more important than life. And this is one of my campaigns that life will always be more important than the dollar. Mm. And it was a process I had to work through. So it was the worthiness. It was also the sense of me is that I want to support everybody, no matter who they are or what they've got in their pockets. Um, so I'm an advocate for people, um, which can sometimes make you a sucker. 
But, you know, there's some people's stories that just have to be told and to be damned with the dollar. And so, you know, there was that challenge. And of course, the technical challenge, you know, learning to edit and learning to do this and that. And uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, I've got gray hair now. I swear some of it comes from this technical challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I could just imagine. Were there some things uh, in your earlier years that contributed to any, you know, feelings of worthiness issues or wanting to be more supportive of, of other people? Were there, were, were there any particular things that, learnings along the way that taught you some things about yourself? Oh, yes. I mean, I was my entire life a people pleaser, you know, bend myself into a pretzel to be what they wanted me to be at the cost of me. And, uh, and then at some point, no, there was a breaking point and I had to I had to change. And if they couldn't accept me for me, then I had to move on. But then one of the things I realized, and a lot of this comes from the shows, is the fact that I don't need to make any apology for who I am. I am Sarah. Sarah is unique in her own imperfections. And, you you know, I would say that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee. You can either hear me or take me or not, and I won't be offended, but I no longer am going to bend myself into a pretzel to please someone. And that was a hard lesson I had to learn, um, but a very valuable one. Because I'm, I'm okay being me now. I'm very okay being me. <laughs> so what was the turning point? What, what turned it around for you? Um, I really honestly think doing these shows, you know, just listening to other people and then mm. applying it to myself. You know, very often when you're hearing somebody else's journey, you know, this is why I say the, it's the orchard of wisdom. I mean, the actual network is called selfdiscoverymedia.com, but I call it the orchard of wisdom because it's there for the clicking, you know, from all the, the fruits that, that are there in that orchard. Because when you hear somebody who's gone through that and you go, I went through that, you know, and how did you get through that? And you then apply that knowledge to yourself so much mirrors back on you that you didn't realize was there and when you realize it's there and other people can share their their skills and the tools of how they overcame and you're willing to apply it to yourself Mm. you know that's when you have those aha moments and when really that self-discovery of who you really are and what you're here to do comes through was there a particular point in time with uh, where you had a you know an amazing aha no, I've had a lot of ahas. You know, there was no particular point. I think for me, it's, um, it's you know, like in, in any piece of music, there's the crescendo moment. Um, and there will be some moments that were crescendo. But really, for me, it's, it's the entire song because the crescendo wouldn't mean anything without the build up. You know, so I can't pick any Harika moment. It was just all or just a wonderful blanket covering me with love and learning to self-love. Mm. Do you have a particular philosophy that you live by and how it has, as you have grown into doing this network of uh, podcasts? Yes, I'm often referring to our self-discovery is what is our instrument. And when we discover what that instrument is, is life, that purpose, learn how to play it and then find your orchestra in which to play it in. And a great deal of it is allowing. We cannot discover if we're too busy dictating or too busy complying. When we allow 
our inside out to speak to us, not the outside dictation of what we should be on the inside. That clarity starts to come to face. So it is the the taking the so-called deep breath, allowing yourself to center. And for me, it's always been about listening. You know, when people say they listen to their gut, they don't know why, but it, it just is. I call that the soul interaction that then resonates with the heart and truth that goes to the spirit interaction and the mind will know what the mind needs to know at the moment it needs to know it. And that is allowing. And when we are more willing to step into that allowing, we have more clarity of what we're meant to do and how we're meant to move forward. Mm. But we have to step out of head. We have to understand the soul heart and the spirit has its own intellect. And if we don't bring it into the equation, we're constantly chasing our tails from the information in the head because the information is always say, yes, but... But, but, but. So as I say to people, sit on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ego surfacing. Oh, yes. An insecurity. An insecurity, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and I would imagine, I mean, we all have that. So at what point did things start to shift for you when you started allowing and listening to your heart? Oh, gosh. Again, there's no particular time period. I think it was, it, you know, like the first year of doing my own podcast, it was a learning curve. You know, we started off with kind of the bandwidth that the hosts would air at a certain time. And then people were saying they wanted on demand and went to that. And, you know, literally everything that I laid out at that time was rather crappy <laughs> compared to now. But I think after that first year, I realized that this was it even how struggle it was to, to, to make it work financially, that I couldn't walk away from this. You know, have other people just say, oh, you know, you should go and do this and you should go and do that. The other side of it is too, is that I have an illness and that played up considerably more, which meant that I couldn't go out into the workforce in a normal way. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that this was it and that the passion and the conviction I had for it was just growing day by day, show by show. Mm -hmm. So this really just gave you that opportunity to really kind of express that part of yourself that because of your illness, you found a way to express yourself in ways that would maximize uh, what you have available to you. Yes. I mean, you know, everybody has an obstacle of some kind and mine limits me physically, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm only physical. I am only body. I am a person that works in spirit, heart and soul mm -hmm. far more than I ever work in the, in the physical or the human realm. And so as long as you are being proactive and doing something that is meaningful, you work within the parameters that you're given. So, all right, I can't do the physical. All right. Does that mean I'm useless and I can't do anything else? No. I realize that I'm very enriched and very abundant by what I do and, and that it's enough. And not everything has to be measured by how physical you are. So, yeah, I have, um, yeah, it really, for me, can begin permission again to be enough. That was one of the little epiphanies along the line. It's even though I can't do this, I can do this. So, and that's enough. Right. And are there any particular inspirational uh, guests that you have had on your show that have made an impact on your life? So many, <laughs> so many. I mean, of course, there, there have been people who have lost their children, but in their children's name, they have continued to do something that's been more meaningful and kept them alive in spirit. And, you know, that takes courage to do. I have three I couldn't imagine. You know, I don't want to imagine. I never want to go there. 
there are people that have been burnt 65% of their body, but found the courage in all the deformity to get up in front of, you know, AVG, America's Got Talent, and sing all the way up to the top championship. Mm. I've interviewed her. Her name is Keshi. I've interviewed her three times. And every time she leaves me with a nugget of like, you know, profoundness. And she is such an amazing soul. And there are people that have grown up being sexually abused, you know, bullied or physical abuse as a child. Mm. And I'm a huge advocate for the forgotten child. And so to see who they are today and how they work through it and who they're standing up for today is so inspirational. And as I said, there's so much that you learn through this. You learn where there's so much wrong in life and what we need to put right. But it's also learning that every voice counts and every voice matters. That's exactly right. And there are so many people out there that uh, don't have that, uh, the voice is not being heard. Mm -hmm. And that's what is happening today. There's just some major shifts. Yeah. Do you have any sense of how things are going to evolve going forward with all of the things that are happening in the world right now? I mean, we're just getting bombarded left and right. Yeah, yeah. I was, I'm given sayings and a saying I was given approximately about three years ago was the universe is going to wake us up, to shake us up, to step us up, to change it up. And in this last year with, with COVID, with the Me Too movement, with the Black Lives Matter right now, we are being woken up and shaken up. And we're in the phase right now of step it up. And this is for everyone to realize, stop waiting for government, stop waiting for someone else. What can you do to show up and step up? And we're being invited as a, a human race to put right the injustices, to treat each other with compassion, to look at each other, not by the color of the skin, but by the heart, the soul of the person. And those changes are in place. As I said, we're in the step up phase. And in that step up phase, you look at collectively what do we need to change. People say, oh, when the COVID is over, we're going back to normal. No, we're not. The whole reason for COVID given to us was to shake as up, wake us up, step up and change it up because environmentally we cannot go back to the same practices and we cannot go back to the same abuse of, of anything, of each other, of planet or the consumption that we feel we need to have and the waste. And it's not just the waste of products. It's the waste of lives by placing too much value on things and on money and not enough value on life itself. Exactly. There's so many people in the world right now that are, are really hurting. And they are, but there's so many people too that I, I, I just admire the people that are really standing up for themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and doing it in a, a peaceful way. I mean, that is the way to, to go about it because aggression is not going to get anyone really anywhere. Yes. Yeah, I, did, I just did um, a few shows um, on, on Black Lives and, and one of them is, you know, being a Black woman in America and she's a fellow podcaster. And apart from wanting to take all Black people to Mars <laughs> form their own community, you know, it's how to handle it. <laughs> and then I had two young authors who say nobody ever writes about the Black children being successful or having, you know, having desires or having abilities. And they're both youth writers for Black children. And we really, you know, got very, very in-depth with that. I'll just let them loose and let them speak. And of course, I did my own show on it as well, which is... Um, my own perspective on Sarah's view of life that I do every week. And we've got to, we've got to learn to listen 
We've got to learn to care and we've got to learn to step up. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. There are injustices in the world. And if we turn a blind eye, we're just as guilty as the people that are committing that injustice. Mm -hmm. Do you think that or do you have a sense for how the world may look within a year or so? If we keep being awoken and we keep stepping up and we have the desire, honestly, to change it up. You know, I always say actionism is the new activism. Mm -hmm. You know, activism is shouting out in rage. Actionism is taking action uh, in calmness and clarity. And if we can keep up with actionism right now Mm -hmm. and not sit on it. I mean, look at what the Me Too movement has done. It really has shifted a great deal of not only perspective, but of tolerance and what is accepted. And if we keep this momentum up peacefully and come up with solutions, and shake that tree up, we will see the changes. It's the same with the environment. The planet has told us right now, the ozone is closed, the animals are coming out to play, everything's in flush. If you think you're coming back out in the same abuse as before, forget it. Next time, Mother Earth may press that delete button. So this was a warning. This was an invitation for us to step up and to look at what changes we need to have for all living things on this planet to thrive equally. So I think we're going to see a lot in the next year. And I don't think it's just going to be next year we're going to have resolution. But the shakeup and the disruption we're going to see in this next 12 months will be what will manifest in the months and the years after that. Well, it truly is an awakening or waking up. And I love the term that you use, action actionism is the new activism because that is really where it's all about i think for years and years and years things were stagnant mm-hmm. nothing was moving forward and with me too black lives matter we're seeing people stepping up to the plate and yes putting oomph behind yes their belief system and what needs to change basically and we're seeing dramatic things, I mean, really across the globe, mm-hmm. if you think about it, even just the the George Floyd situation and how that has had a ripple effect with the protests here in the U.S. across the globe. It's amazing how people are getting behind and, and getting this momentum going. Yes. And, you know, whether it is Black lives in other countries, here in Canada, Aboriginal lives, and, and of course, a lot of racism against uh, Orientals, Especially now with COVID, we've seen a lot of violence against uh, um, Orientals due to COVID. And, you know, this prejudice, you know, the, it matches what skin color you are to you, because that's your heritage, that's who you are, that's your identity. But it shouldn't matter to other people what your casing is. It should matter about who you are from the inside out. And... You know, I wrote an article, I wish for a colorless world. And it's not that I I want everybody to be one color. I want everybody to see each other from the inside out and respect that whatever color you are in is that that is your heritage. Be proud of who you are. But that is part of your inside out, you know, and this judging each other from the outside in. And that's not just to do with, with color. It's to do with economics. It's to do with education. It's to do with who you know your popularity, how many tweets you have, or how many people following you on Instagram. These are all illusions and Mm. people get lost in them and then they've lost themselves and they don't know how to get back. And, you know, what I'm doing here on Self-Discovery Media is the people who have taken the journey to come back to who they are, why they are, and know that it's enough with what they're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that we have so many people in the world that have been lost. They have, but they're finding themselves yes. now. Yeah. It's like a big wake up call. And, you know, so many people have just been led by the few. And if you don't think for yourself, if you don't do the things that have meaning and heart for you, that are true for you, you're not living your life. No. I mean, I always say, you know that when you're pointing a finger at someone mm. and you're, there's three fingers curled pointing right back at you. Interesting. You see, that's the, what people need to understand is that you're waiting for government. You're waiting for someone else to do it. But don't you know, you are the solution. I want world peace. Well, be the peace that you can bring to the world. Right. Do your part. Mm-hmm. Don't expect others or or, or or the government or Big Brother or, you know, yeah. or any one particular person that is going to cure all the ills no. because that's not how it's going to happen. It's one person at a time, one step at a time, one initiative at a time, one action at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the, when you're inspired by someone, I always say inspiration is invitation because that inspiration is an invitation to you to rise up mm. in your own life, to show up in your own life, to start applying what these people apply to their lives to you. Because when your cup runneth over, everybody else benefits. You can't help people deplete it, nor is anybody else meant to come into your love and life to complete you. That complete, they can enhance you. But that completion of you must be within you. And you've got to be willing to do the work to, to take that journey of self-discovery and know who you are, why you are, and what is your beautiful gift that you are bringing to mankind because that's your service. And no gift is too small. No, not at all. Uh, is, hasn't COVID proven that? You know, where is, have we paid attention to the bus drivers, the truck drivers, the janitors, the people at the store, you know, the, the stock shelvers? And in this time of COVID, they've become our heroes. And f finally, at last, we're seeing them in the respect that they should be seen. It's not all about the CEOs and the, and the celebrities up at the top. It's about the people that got them there. That's right. And we're seeing it being done in love and compassion and yeah. authenticity and commitment and that they and commitment. Exactly. I have a niece that's on the front line. She's a nurse. And I, you know, I know what she goes through each and every day, you know, uh, putting her life at, mm -hmm. at risk. And but it's, you know, it's her profession. Yes. And it's, she loves what she does. And, and it's, it, it truly is because she cares and she's very good. So that in and of itself is an inspiration to me. Seeing my niece doing the things that she is doing out in the world. Yes. Yes. And, and taking an active role. Right. And being a part of that. But it's not for us to compare though, is it? No. You know, we look at people on the front line and you think, well, I, you know, I can't be a nurse or I can't be a doctor. I can't be that. No, but what can you be? All, all I can be is a podcaster. All I can do is celebrate the people that are out there serving you. Uh, and we've done many, many shows on how to redirect in your business because you can't see your clientele face to face. What is going to be the new norm in business? You know, how to build your immune system to protect yourself, how to deal with the stress of this all. So you go with whatever your forte is, whatever your strength is, and you bring that to the table. Mm. And you don't try and compare yourself to what everybody else is doing because it requires all of us to make a difference. 
and not the burden of just one of us. That's right. That's right. And there's, you know, the old adage, power in numbers. Well, that truly is is the case, you know. Yes. We've all got to do our part. I'm curious as to what is on the horizon for you with all the things that you're experiencing right now and seeing the, the things that you're being able to, to do and, and the stories and the people and the inspiration of those that uh, you bring on your podcast. What's next for you in terms of where you want to take things? I was given a blueprint two and a half years ago and just been nurturing it and seeing when it was time, you know, trying this, trying that until there was a right fit to make it happen. And I was actually kind of this year was going to be the year to launch next phase. And of course, COVID happened. So, you know, Instead of charging people, my government supported me during this period. And so I didn't charge anyone for doing shows, which comes to an end at the end of June. I will give a discount to the people for for July and August because I know that people are still strapped. But I was going into podcast books and that will come hopefully later in the year. I've learned not to fight what goes wrong, you know, because it goes wrong for a reason. And there's no point in forcing something if it's not time. And it's not for me to argue with whether it's time or not. It's just to go with the flow. But what I do have is mentorship. And the shows I did, like I did with you, is your why show. Why are you doing what you're doing? Whom does it serve? What was your turning point that brought you to the service that you're doing today? And why it means so much to you. But I have a mentorship program. And the mentor shows is what service you're giving. And that is the business page and a business show. And so if people want to listen to their why show to find out if they're a fit and they're moved by that person, great. And then they can listen to the mentor show on exactly what services they offer. Mm. And then from there, we will also go into the podcast books as well. So there's a lot of branching out that I want to do that I'm poised and ready to do. But it's just literally step by step and navigating Mm -hmm. this, you know, this turbulent times and doing what I can in the meantime. And when when the opportunity and the time is right, mm-hmm. it will happen. Well, no doubt. And I know, you know, you know, quite a few people, even people that I have interviewed on the podcast recently that have had to really kind of change their plans, mm-hmm. particularly if they traveled a lot or they yes. were on the speaking circuit. I mean, all that stuff. Yes. Just they couldn't do it. Or redirected. Absolutely. Yeah. Zoom has become extremely popular. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I, I don't know how many Zoom Zooms I've been on as of late compared to prior to all this. Yes. It's really amazing. And thank God for technology. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, I mean, I, I know that sometimes we say, hey, you got to love it or hate it. But I, I have to admit, it has been a blessing for many of us mm-hmm. to really be able to continue to connect with others and to continue to do things and, and move things forward. And I, you know, I, I, for one, have always used Skype and Zoom for quite a while, you know, even for getting together with friends, you know, virtually where we're not in the same state right. or the same country. Right. So it's been a real blessing for me. But I'm I'm curious, I'd love to just get into you know, a little bit more personal things. And, and this is just kind of like we're moving into uh, what I would say a, a rapid fire or lightning round. But I would love to know what what lifts you up each and every day? In all honesty, the work I do. Mm. I mean, I can have a very bad health day and I get on talking to someone and they inspire me so much. It lifts me up. And, you know, I, I love meeting people like yourself who've embraced your redirect, who have stepped into your meaningful purpose and are there serving other people. That lifts me up. Hearing the stories, 
you know, of, of people facing their challenges. They haven't given up, you know, and the joy that they found in what they're doing. It just really is so illuminating and so liberating. So, you know, people, people who, who aren't just doing the blame game, people who, you know, are taking ownership, people who, are, who have stepped up and they're changing things up really do inspire me and lift my heart, lift my spirit and, and light up my world. Mm. Are there things that you do that really help you feel grounded and centered in your life? The grounding was the hardest thing for me to do in my existence because I'm a cosmic being. And uh, for a long time, literally standing on the ground, the vibration of the earth was just horrendous for me. And it's something I literally had to learn to do. Mm. And so I have learned to become more centered now. Um, I still find it very hard literally to have bare feet on the ground because as an empath, I feel everything. I've learned to ground myself, I think, in my core, in the core of who I am. And that's where I go. And uh, that is my, my grounding now. I, you know, I had a sense that you were a high, highly sensitive empath. <laughs> Does it show? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just had had a sense of that. Just your personality, and just some of the discussions that we have had. Uh, how have you managed to keep a balance with your empathic abilities and being highly sensitive? Because I'm, I'm highly sensitive too, and it's become even more pronounced as I've gotten older, and I have to really manage it. What are some things that you do to really kind of, you know, keep it in check? There's a few things I do. Um, sometimes it's music. Mm. And, you know, the, one of the things I've learned about music, it's not always the particular music or the song. It's the frequency of the music that resets your chakras, resets your alignment. So music's very important in my life. Mm. And sometimes I will just kind of be working on the computer, doing admin, and I've just got music going on and it's resetting me. The walks, I live in a beautiful place where there's, you know, for me, trees, breeze and water are, are literally my equilibrium and I have that here and I'll go for a walk and that will really illuminate me and if I can't do that like at the end of the day I watch tv and the reason I watch tv is I can switch off everything that's inside my head and and if I don't I am constantly in movie mode if you know what I mean is that there is always something going on uh, like it's like my parallel world is constantly on play. And so by watching, you know, movies and shows and things like this, it takes me out of myself and allows me that side of me and everything else to rest and download. And uh, and sometimes I get so upset by certain things that I really do have to take myself out of the picture in order for everything to calm down. Yeah, it's uh, it's not easy, particularly if you are subjected to other people's pain and you take that on and you feel it immensely. It's, uh, it's not that easy. And I think that that is a great way to just, you know, decompress. Yeah. And, and everybody's going to find their way and it's just go with it, right? Go what, mm -hmm. what way works for you. Exactly. Um, I was, I was going to also ask you, is there a, a favorite book or go-to resource that you go to or that you use that, or, or that you find inspiring? Well, there's a book I've been referring to a lot lately called Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, MD. And the reason I go to that one is it's about two mice and two men who live around abundance of cheese and one day that cheese is gone. And it's, and it's the four different perspectives. And I'm a true colors coach as well, which is your personality trait and how you interact, how you see things. And it so aligns with that. And I think 
uh, it's so apropos to the moment because we're we're being told right now no cheese and you've got to look for it elsewhere and there are some people who are panicking and are mad give it back to me i'm going to sue someone somebody else kind of chasing their tail but where is it where is it where is it and the others that are scurrying and sniffing it out elsewhere and i think we're very very much in that zone right now mm. and that book i think is it's just a book you could read in half an hour an hour and uh it's so very profound. They also did a beautifully illustration of that book for children, which is wonderful because children are going through change right now as well. So I think it's a very good book in kind of realizing we are in the eye of the storm right now, um, but you don't have to get caught up in the center of it. Mm. You know, and that change, there's a Celtic rune called Haglas, which I, when I used to pull it, I hated it but because it, it always means disruption. But you can't have clarity before disruption. You can't have calmness before you have chaos. And that chaos and, and clarity are really one of the same. It's just making sense out of the chaos. And so, you know, I think just that is a book at the present moment that, that I would say is very apropos. I love that. I have a copy of it somewhere. I'll have to pull it out. It is an easy read too. You know, it's not very long. Yes. Very easy. And it's just profound, isn't it? Like, it's, it, you know, you talk about aha moments, you know, it's like, oh, I, I'm that person. <laughs> I am so glad that you that, that you mentioned it, because I'm going to I'm going to find it and pull it out. I have just a couple of other questions. And I'm, this one, I'm just dying to know if you had a genie in a bottle and only one wish. What would that be? Oh, that's not fair. I'm a Libra and there's always two sides to every story. <laughs> pick, pick one side. Okay. <laughs> that everybody's willing to take their journey to their own self-love. Mm, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful, Sarah. And as we kind of wrap up today's episode, do you have any advice or parting words that you'd like to share with our listeners here today? Get out of your head ignite your heart soul and spirit that means even the gut instincts listen to your heart allow your spirit to to fly to go places to do things to explore and don't always but everything or what if everything the fear that you're feeling is uncertainty or a lack of understanding of something there's the natural fear of don't walk in front of the bus but then there's fear that you've been paralyzed with through what i call the cnn effect take a pimple and make it a volcanic eruption be careful what you're buying and switch yourself off from everything and start going in and and looking at you as your own resource and you know through my shows through what you're doing on your shows we're sharing the people that have got the tools the skills and the inspiration be willing to take your own self-discovery into who you really are from the inside out, because we know you're awesome. We know you've got a wonderful gift to share. We know that's your purpose in life, but your journey is that discovery of self. And for you to open up and proudly, unapologetically embrace yourself. So don't sell yourself short. Don't live your life by somebody else's expectation. Know that you're enough and go in and explore yourself from the inside out. Because I promise when you do and you get there, you'll realize just how abundant and how enriched you really are. That's, that's amazing advice. And I would just ask you one follow-up question to that. How do people discern the difference between what's, what their head is telling them, what their heart is, is saying to them? Because I think some people, you know, have 
may have difficulty discerning the difference or knowing or being able to trust it. I think if you, if your heart warms up when you're around puppy dogs and kittens and children, you know, if you're around nature and something and it makes you smile, that's coming from your heart, not your head. You're not looking at that kid and going, what if, but, or this or that. You're not in a state of clenching. Your stomach isn't tight. Everything about you is loose and in a smile. Learn that feeling more by doing more of those things that make you smile. And then when you're going out investigating what applies to you in life, what you would like to do, what your redirection is, look at always, does it bring a smile to your heart? Is your gut smooth? Is your whole body in alignment with the chakras? Are you feeling calm? Now, there is the anxiousness and the excitement. That's not the same thing. But you're not feeling the clenching. If you are clenching at any time, it's wrong for you. So go and listen to your heart. But first learn how to listen to your heart by putting your heart in way of something that's going to make it smile. Oh, that's great advice. I think it's, it's, it's a, just a great explanation for, for those who, you know, maybe aren't quite, aren't used to doing that. And it gives them a little bit more uh, insight as to how to make that process work for them. Thank you for that. I would love for you to also share where people can learn more about you. And if you have anything that you'd like to offer to others. Yes. The first person listening to the show, I will give them a free interview on, on, on their why. If they have a service, a book, or an inspiration, or a journey that they've taken that they wish to share. So they can either contact you or they can contact me. And my email is selfdiscoverymedia at gmail.com. And you can just put Carol Chapman show, uh, request the thing, it'll be first come, first serve. Um, you can go to my site, selfdiscoverymedia.com. You'll find all of the shows there. 2,500 of them in 18 different genres, plus all the past host shows as well and all the wonderful information and people they've interviewed. It will also have the mentors page there and how to become a mentor. And you can also go over to my selfdiscoverycommunity.org site. And that is where kind of that business side of the mentorship and the podcast books and all of that is coming into play as well. I have new shows on every Tuesday. So it's every Tuesday we bring you wonderful illuminating shows like with Carol. Please go and listen to the show we did together. All you have to do is put in Carol Chapman in the search button at the bottom of the first page and it will bring up her show. And, uh, and be willing to, to listen to learn. Listen to apply, listen to be inspired, and don't forget to share the inspiration. If a show has inspired you, please share it with other people because we are here to help you navigate through life with love and inspiration. So don't forget to share that out with other people. Terrific. And that's so generous of you to uh, offer uh, for the first person that's listening to the show that reaches out to you would be interviewed on one of your podcasts. And just to let people know, it is actually a video audio blog. So they get their own blog show page, they get audio on six platforms, and they get video on two platforms. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad that you mentioned that as well. Sarah, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. It's been just a real eye-opener of just the, the words of wisdom that you have shared today, just in your life experience, the things that you have accomplished, uh, particularly with the podcast and what you have learned, and just sharing your thoughts on what is happening today and how people can help themselves by really truly listening to their own heart and working things from the inside out well thank you so much it's been a delight being here and thank you so much for inviting me thank you for joining us 
We hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We hope it inspired you to unleash your inner power and rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. We'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews are important to spreading this valuable message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others. Visit heartsriseup.com for heart-centered courses, guided meditations, and our popular notes from your higher self. Until next time, keep rising up and may all that you love thrive.